Hey, this is Shannon. Sorry, I missed your call. Give me a little bit. Yeah, right. Exactly. Hello. Yeah, I forgot about that there. I th- yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, I would. Found out how much I really enjoyed parking. Nuh-uh. Is that for real? True. Let's pretend like that didn't happen. What do I know? In the future, it's very bright, Michelle. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. Today's guest is someone that I go way back with, and it wasn't until she was recently visiting that I truly got a sneak peek into the behind the scenes of her role. Mrs. Lytle, as some of you know, know that she's not just an amazing teacher. She is the life of the party, down for anything that goes for work and play, and that if she's passionate about something, it shows. So we're going to go ahead and welcome her in, and I just want to forewarn this intro here. We may have done a little bit of talking prior to recording, so we're just going to jump right into it. Are you ready? Let's go. Here's our here's our intro. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Okay, so Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes is a podcast that talks to those who work behind the scenes of the sporting industry. So technically, your role is behind the scenes in the sporting industry, in the up-and-coming professional bass industry. So, right? I guess you could call it that, right? Yep. Um, So give us a background about yourself and then walk me through how you got into your role with the high school bass team. Okay. So a little bit about myself. Um, I am a second grade teacher. I have been teaching for 21 years. Yes. 21 years in second grade. Um, I, am married to an avid bass fisherman. He does a lot of local tournaments. We have been married for 23 years, I believe. And um, I have two kids, one who loves bass fishing um, and the other one who's not totally into it, which is fine, you know. Um, So, In our area, we have lots of, um, you know, local lakes and our high schools have started high school bass fishing. And a a friend of John's, my husband, who belongs to the same bass fishing clubs as he does, said, why don't we start our own team, high school team. So in order to have um, a new sport at our high school, you have to have a teacher liaison. So I, of course, was like, okay, I'll help. I'll be your sponsor in this whole thing. My youngest one loves to fish. So sure, let's get this team started. By the time he gets into high school, it'll be up and running and it'll be great. Mm Well. That person literally made it about two weeks and I ended up taking over the entire thing. So I am actually, I guess what you would say, behind the scenes person that makes our high school bass team a success, I would say. 
Um, so I do all of the fundraising. I do all of the promoting of, you know, of our team. I register our kids through Michigan Bass, Bass and, you know, Bass Nation. Um, I am the behind the scenes person for this team. More than behind the scenes. <laughs> it's all behind the scenes. You do everything but get in the boat and fish, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, when you first yes. started the team, how, how long has the team been? We lasting? are in our, well, last year, unfortunately, was a complete wash because of COVID. So um, although we did do a fundraiser, uh -huh. um, that was all our kids were able to do. So this will be our fourth season. Um, and I also have worked really hard to actually make this team, not just a club sport, but it's a varsity, um, sport. So our kids can also, you know, earn their varsity ladder for bass fishing. That's very cool. What is the difference yes. in that? That was one of the questions I had, like, what's the difference between a club sport and a varsity sport? Because I know a lot of, I mean, obviously you're in Michigan, obviously it's different, probably in different States, but what's the difference between a varsity sport and a club sport? Well, um, you know, I guess their big difference, you know, for most of the high schoolers, um, would be you earn your varsity letter and then you get to have a, a varsity jacket versus just, um, participating as a club. You know, if you just participate as a club, you get to just, you know, join in whenever you feel like it. This being a varsity sport has everybody has to participate in every tournament. Um, the kids have to show up to practices. So there's there's a few like they actually um, are required. They have certain requirements to fill in order for them to receive their varsity letter. So a little um, more accountability oh, to a varsity sport. Right. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Can a varsity, this is maybe a trick question, but can a varsity, if you play on a varsity sport, is it recognized differently to a college? Because I know, you know, there's quite a handful of colleges now in Michigan that do have bass teams. So is that recognized by them as maybe like a scholarship opportunity that might come from that? Um, that is kind of a good question. I am not sure to how to answer that because I do know, I do know that, um, you know, our, we send certain kids to state tournaments. Mm -hmm. And so they, they go to all five of our state tournaments and our last year's team, um, even with COVID still did really well. They were able to participate in, um, in states. And I think, um, 
you know, for colleges, they a look at if your team does state tournament fishing and how well your team comes out in that. We had around 162 teams and our team placed in the top 10. I think we were six wow, in the good. state. So we did, we did really well. Um, so I believe it's a combination of being a varsity sport and fishing um, state tournaments. Okay. So that's why it's kind of tricky. Yeah. So for people that are listening that don't totally understand the concept of just maybe team, it's so high school bass fishing and college fishing, which you focus on high school, but, and you have some middle schoolers on your team too, right? Like they can participate at the middle school level. Depending on the size of our team. So here's where it gets, it, here's where it gets tricky for people who don't understand is our team relies on community members who have bass fishing boats that would be willing to use their boats to take out our high school team kids. So we have 16 kids on our team this year and each team consists of two kids. So we have eight teams, which then means I need eight community members who would be willing to take our kids out during our, our team tournaments and even, you know, to our state tournaments. Mm -hmm. So we, so with that being said, we were not able to take on eighth graders this year because our team was already filled up with the 16 kids. Okay. So if the team isn't full, then you offer some, offer it up to middle schoolers. Correct. But I do have to tell you ever since starting this team, what, four years ago, it has been completely full. We have not, yeah, we have not um, had to like try to go out there and recruit um, you know, kids to join our team. And then with that also being said, I was registering our, our kids with Michigan Bass Nation and talking to the director of that. And he was very surprised to hear that our team had 16 kids on it. And we are the largest high school bass fishing team in our area. That's good. So hopefully yeah. it stays that way. <sighs> Absolutely. <laughs> definite, definite um, bonuses for having a, a large team, but it also comes with its, you know, behind the scenes headaches of yeah. um, wrangling up high schoolers and getting information pushed out. I thought it would be easy compared to working with second graders, <laughs> but <laughs> I have to tell you. Um, I, I think high schoolers can be a little more challenging because I will tell them things thinking, oh, they're high schoolers. They'll remember this. 
my elementary kids remember things better than they do. <laughs> yeah, so, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think even though I probably could have more than 16 kids on our, um, on our team, we will always max out at 16. It's, it's a good number. Um, we can seem to manage to find eight, eight volunteers to take, you know, our kids out on tournaments. And, um, you know, it's just less behind the scenes paperwork and commotion for me. So for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Tell us a little bit more about the, the behind the scenes stuff that you do, you know, with the volunteers and putting all that stuff together. Is it, I know it's probably not like a one size fits all, but when it comes to, you know, say when the team, the season's just getting started, obviously you talked about, you know, registering the kids and things like that. Is there something that you do as a teacher sponsor liaison that, um, you know, I know because we're friends, but you work closely with the athletic department. And you tra- changed it from a club sport to a varsity sport, which is a huge deal. But uh-huh. what does it entail, you know, that parents wouldn't see or like the kids aren't going to see before the season kicks off of, I don't want to call it advertising because it kind of sounds, <laughs> it sounds like, <laughs> hey, kid, join my team. Like it sounds kind of creepy, but is there something that you guys do to like get these kids attention by saying, you know, join the bass team, or did you know we have a bass team? Is there something that they do with the athletic department? So our first year, when we first started it, it was a huge push. Like we had to create flyers, create emails that would go out through, um, through our, our school district with all of the parents and the kids both saying, hey, you know, we're going to start this new, and at first it was just a club sport, bass fishing, you know, come um, listen to our, our informational meeting on this date. Um, so it was a lot of like just pushing the information out and then having a, you know, a meeting about it but now that it's already kind of up and running it's really just you know word of mouth now the kids have team wear team gear that they wear around and that kind of promotes our team we also um had our bass boat with our kids in our homecoming parade with our sign we have a big sign that's made up so that even got word out to you know, non-school people in our community saying, oh, I didn't know we had a bass fishing team. That's cool. I wish we had that before. So we just kind of do, you know, things, things like that. We have um, a lot of team gear that is actually out there that people are like, that's super cool. I had no idea that that was a thing. You know, we'll stop you on the side of the street and say, Hey, I like your um, Pinkney high school bass fishing sweatshirt. You guys actually have a team 
that's kind of cool. I'll look into that. Maybe my kids will want to transfer schools just to be a part oh, of that wow. team. Okay. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good that it's being recognized. That's the most important yeah. part, right? Because, you know, right. going back on trying to get the community to help because, you know, there's, it's not as we've talked about and people that are listening that are familiar with bass fishing, it's not a ball and stick sport. You know, it's uh it's a team sport, but it's an individual sport at the end of the day. And yeah. as a 16 year old kid, you probably don't have a bass boat. <laughs> let alone, exactly. I mean, being, you know, some kids are a little younger, right? But you probably don't have one, let alone your parents are probably not going to let you take out their $80,000 bass boat so that you can go tool around with your friends and practice. So right. Having the recognition and people understanding that it's something that the school is doing probably gets more, um, I guess, feedback, positive feedback from the community to get more volunteers and more financial support. Right. Right. And really, you know, going back on your, it's not just a ball and stick kind of a sport, you know, most high schools really focus on um, football, basketball, baseball, maybe um, even soccer, but not every kid wants to be a team sports player kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we're reaching an entire different part of part of high school kids that always wanted to, you know, kind of participate and be in something, but they're like, really, I, I'm a, I'm not big enough to be in football or, um, and, or sometimes they even just say, I'm not cool enough to do it. So I, you know, I'm not going to be a part of that team, but want to do something. Mm-hmm. And so we've had a lot of Um, since we've started, I've even had a lot of parents reach out to me that say, you know, my kid was about ready to drop out of high school. I, I couldn't get him to go to keep up on grades to even care about it until they joined this fishing team. And he ended up not only did he stay in high school, he pulled his grades up because we do require being a varsity sport. We do require, you know, minimum. And I believe Michigan Bass Nation requires an even higher GPA than just our regular high school does. And we expect those kids to do it with the help of any of our volunteer boaters or myself included. If you need help academically, we're here. We're not just, you know, fishing, but we're, you know, here together as a team to help support each other in any way. So not only did this, you know, young man finish high school, but he finished his last two years of high school doing really well. And since then, um, had some goals, um, joined the military and is doing really, really well. Wow. So all, all really, yeah, all because of our bass team, which is 
which is impressive. You know, I'm glad that he felt like he finally belonged enough to care to finish high school. Yeah. Making a positive impact and, and, you know, thinking about the kids that think that they're too cool to play football or, you know, those types of kids. I think fishing is, it's a recreational sport, but putting it in the team setting, like you just described gives the kids and even the adults that, I mean, as an adult, I think it'd be cool to join a fast team, (laughs) but it gives you (laughs) a sense of, I can do this on my own, even if I don't have somebody with me, right? Like it gives you a sense of pride of like, I learned something and I can do it. Like, sure. You could probably go play football by yourself or baseball or whatever, but it's not going to be as fun, but you can grab your fishing pole and go to the bank and, you know, tie on a Sanko and go for it. Like I'm giving you something that you can be proud of and take with you and you can do it by yourself or you can do it in a team setting, you know, it's a, like a lifelong hobby skill. It's something fun. That's not football or baseball or running. Right. Because who likes to run? (laughs) (laughs) No offense to the runners, but seriously, (laughs) track is the most awkward sport. (laughs) Right. I mean, well, it's just like no offense to those who really love your traditional team sports of football and basketball and baseball. But, but what, you know, people have to understand is that those sports aren't for everybody and they should be able to be included in, in a sport that could offer them the team feeling and the camaraderie of being on a team and being able to earn a varsity letter, even if, you know, you're not playing your traditional, what everybody else thinks is a traditional varsity sport, basketball, football, baseball, soccer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Track. And you get that sense of pride to take with you as well. Right. Yes. I love it. So <clears throat> going back to your role and kind of bringing up the fundraiser part of it, what And you don't have to say, because I'm sure it's different for every team, but the financial responsibility is probably different as a varsity sport versus a club sport or no? Not really any different being a club sport versus a varsity sport. Um, The only difference is having, having it be a varsity sport does, we are a a pay to play district. So every time you join teams you have to pay so much and being a varsity sport does cost you more than um just a club sport but it also has something to do with um you know reckon recognizing um it being a varsity sport through the state so i think they have to register kids um and because we're paid to play who pays for it, the kids. So, okay. So not that, much of a difference there. Not there. Um, another big one is we did end up buying a used bass boat for our, for our team. It, it does need some work. And so the kids last year, before we got shut down, pulled together as a team and, and tore the entire boat apart 
so that we could get new carpet and new seats. And um, we're, you know, doing some fundraising to get our boat wrapped with our team logo. Um, so that's super exciting. We'll actually have our own bass boat for our kids to use and take on, um, to take with them during state tournaments, you know, and it'll, yeah. you know, represent Pinckney. So that's exciting for us. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So it's a pay Pinckney community high school or Pinckney community sport or district is a pay to play. So yes, when you do fundraisers for your team, mm -hmm. what does that cover or what for the bass team, what is that going to cover? So it covers, um, it covers our money that we're going to spend on our bass boat. It covers our trophies that we give um, for each tournament that our kids fish, even just our team tournaments, we give out trophies to our first place and then plaques to our second and third place teams um, with the lake, you know, printed on it and the date and their names. So it, it covers that. It covers their jerseys and their hats. It covers, we give, um, we have a big banquet at the end of the year. And at the end of the year, we invite our boaters that volunteer their time. So we, we pay for and cover the cost of the boaters for dinner and give them like a little gift for saying thank you for donating your time to our team. So we do that. Um, it, it fundraising also goes to cover um, tournament entry fees that the kids might have. So it's important. Fundraising is actually a super important part of, of belonging to a sport because there are a lot of hidden costs in there that people don't realize. For sure. So, yeah. So when the kids go and compete, then those mm -hmm. fundraising expenses could, those fundraising dollars could cover expenses like when the kids go to States, could that cover the hotel expenses, boat, you know, gas for the boat? It, it, like it can't cover, it can't cover their hotel expenses, but it would cover their tournament fee, like their entries because okay. it costs those. Yeah. So it covers their entry fees. So like for a all hotel, their tournaments. the hotel it, and that kind of stuff is on their own. Yeah. Okay. It's out of their own pocket. Yep. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So tournament entry fees, what circuits do, does the Pinkney high school bass fishing team? That's a mouthful when you really try to say it, it fast, right? <laughs> Pinkney high school bass fishing team. What circuits do they fish? They, we have in Michigan, we have what's called a high school team trail okay. and they have to fish so many of those high school team trail tournaments, which is set up by our Michigan, um, youth director, Brett Straffen, um, sets up where those are 
and what date. So they have to fish so many of those to even um, get into the state tournaments. And then if they qualify so much in states, they can go to nationals, but nationals are very far. Um, so we have yet to send any kids to a national tournament, but you know, that would be a, a very cool goal of ours to do is to eventually send one of, you know, a team or two to nationals. And those national tournaments are presented by like Bassmaster or major league fishing. Is that right? Am I getting yes, that right? That's correct. Yep. I know. Yep. I knew I knew something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I know a little, I know a little bit. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep, so yep. one day your kids will go to nationals. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. That would be cool for sure. What mm -hmm. other behind the scenes things as a teacher liaison, do you directly have to do in order to keep the team on like a kosher playing field outside of, you know, the coaches getting boaters or making sure the kids are, you know, paired up correctly. Are there certain requirements like the athletic department or the state? Like, are there certain requirements that you as a teacher liaison, like solely falls on your plate? Um, Technically, I don't think it has to solely fall on my plate. Okay. Yep. So there, if, 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 let's just, if it, if somebody mm -hmm. was a teacher liaison for a bass team or wanted to start a bass team at their school, they're obviously depending on their school, I guess, let's say there wouldn't necessarily mm -hmm. be a role that they would take on other than vouching for the team? Well, I think each, each school district would be different okay. in their expectations of what teachers need to do. Um, if you had talked to your athletic director and you had said, hey, I would love to start this bass fishing team for our high school, um, and you got the go ahead on that end, the first thing that you really need to do is call Bass Nation. Got it. And, and Bass Nation helps you figure out who to contact in your state um, because they have like the Bass Nation who kind of covers every state. And then within each state, they should have one or two people that can help you figure out for your high school how to go about setting the whole thing up. Got it. So essentially it's just getting the ball rolling and having that person like yourself that has a connection yes. to the school. Right. And take the time to do it. Uh-huh. Well, that's a big thing for a lot of people, right? Just taking the time to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, jeez. Yes. Okay. So before I let you go, a couple uh -huh. of things. How many kids on your team this year will be for the full four years? You have any kids that are graduating this year? I will have, I think I will have only two 
Last year, our entire team, besides just a couple, were all freshmen and sophomores. Wow. So, yeah, so we basically have a, a young team, which, you know, is great because then everybody knows what to expect. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, um, so that makes it easy. So really, we will have room next year for probably maybe two, four, maybe four more kids. And that's it. And I know one will be my own, my youngest to <laughs> Hence, that's why we started the team to begin with. Yep. Um, to get him involved in that, so he will be one of those spots for sure. That was my next question. You're one of those spots is already taken, so it's called for. So people better start uh-huh. getting in line if you're listening. Exactly. To so then, yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. So next question is: If there was one thing that you could give to your team, what would it be? One thing that I could give to my team? That you just wouldn't have to worry about, I guess. Unlimited gas money. (laughs) Unlimited time to go out and fish. Yeah. Um, I, I really wish the, um, I really wish our team boat was done and ready and finished. That would be, you know, once that part of it gets done, Mm -hmm. it will, it'll, it would just be amazing, you know, being out there on the water and our, with our own team boat, Yeah, just look cool. And the kids, I think would be very excited and, you know, represent our own community. Yeah, for sure. Through States. Um, so really that's it. That's our main goal is really just getting that team boat done and finished and representing our community throughout the state. For sure. Yeah. I don't Mm -hmm. think, uh, there's probably a handful of people that will listen that still won't understand how much work it actually takes to put a team together and all of the paperwork, which nobody sees and the fundraising organization and all those things. And just like a sporting event, people think that they just show up and it's right. Just get on a boat and go fish. Time to go. Yeah. Set and done. Right. Right. So for Mm -hmm. sure having, you know, your boat done would be an amazing thing to have for the team that they can just, you know, go out and don't have to worry about that stuff. Now, with that being said, and here's another question, do they still have to have a, uh, adult in the boat? So they do based on, um, regulations from Michigan bass, Mm -hmm. they have to be 18 or older. And yes, some of our high schoolers are 18, but they still need an actual adult, not in high school, just as a rule within our own district. So um, it can't just be two high schoolers out on the boat by themselves. 
Um, and like the college so kids, we, the college kids go by themselves. Yes. And that's, and that's totally fine. Yeah. We do recommend as, um, as our own team that each one of our anglers, our high school anglers have to obtain boater safety. Oh, good. And then at least in Michigan, I'm not sure if this is everywhere, but at least here in Michigan, um, once you get your boater safety, it's good forever. So it's not something they have to renew every year. It does cost them to take the class, which is something that we do not pay for as a team. That is something they are required to do on their own to be part of the team is to take that class. I think that's our first tournament. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think every person who owns a boat period should have boater safety. Cause how many times are you out on that water? And you're like, dude, you are going the wrong way. What is happening right now? You cannot have right. that many cocktails. Seriously. What's wrong? <laughs> right. That's it's not definitely, how you do it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and not how you do it. Yes, definitely helpful for sure. Well, I like hearing that because that means, you know, if, if a high school angler chooses to climb the ladder in the sport of bass Mm -hmm. fishing and goes to a college level bass team, then they're already familiar with a boat, you know, with the safety aspects of boating, because unlike probably high school in college, they go to different States and fish. So if you're already Mm -hmm. familiar with, you know, water safety and boating safety, it makes it easier to travel to different states and launch your boat and go out and do what you want to do. Right. So that's good. That's good. I like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I won't keep you any longer because I'm sure BD is still chipping in your ear over there. But (laughs) One, you're a teacher. Obviously you've been a teacher for a long time. You have your own children. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. husband thinks he's a professional bass angler. Just... Right. He would love to be, but you know, <laughs> he's a legend in the area. I guess That's right. he would, he, he would call it. As, right. we, as we say in the industry, he's a local stick. So if there's <laughs> ever a bass master open at Portage Lake in Pinckney, Michigan, he will win it. Hands he down. will win it. Yep. <laughs> yep. For sure. What, okay. So what would be one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is looking to be a teacher rep for a sport? Let's just be a sport in general. If they're, if their school doesn't have a certain sport and they want to be a part of that, what would you give them? Hmm. Be organized. Have the time to do it. Um, Don't be afraid to ask questions of people who know the sport a little bit better than you, because I have to be totally honest, I do not fish at all. Yet I'm in charge of the entire varsity bass fishing team for our high school. but I ask questions and I ask people who know what they're doing to, um, you know, to teach my kids about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
even though I say, try to wrangle up people who are going to help you. Bottom line is it ends up falling on you. So have the time and have the patience to, to work on it and ask the right questions to the people who know. Patience is a virtue. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And yes. as a teacher, I feel like you have more to, than anybody. Because <laughs> I don't know. I would drop kick a second grader if he touched me the wrong way. <laughs> and I've been in your classroom a bunch. I would uh, overstimulation all the time. I'd be all the time. Popping it's, it's true. All kinds of all CBD pills yes. to just drowned out the noise. <laughs> It's, it's true. They're, um, yes, they're constant moving. That's for sure. That is true. I wish I had their energy. Me both. Perfect. So, yes. Well, thank you for joining us and sharing about the Pinkney high school bass fishing team. And well, thank you for inviting me on. Um, Can we find the team online anywhere? Um, we do have a Pinckney high school bass fishing Facebook page. Okay. Um, just for the sake of, you know, these kids being in high school, we do, I'm not sure how much is, is completely public for you to see. You can probably see some of it. Um, but there are things that are just private to our group just for the sake of the fact that they're school-aged kids yeah for sure and we I've, you know we have to kind of be careful with what we throw out there with pictures and names and all that kind of stuff so but for sure um we have a facebook page and then our even our athletic director will throw things out on the um you know our high school website under our athletics they will make comments about all the different sports on there and how people are doing in each sport so you can also find us at um, pinkneyschools.org under our athletics we'll be there we'll be there <laughs> we'll be there yep and one day the kids will be there going to nationals absolutely that is our goal for sure. Perfect. All righty. Well, that's, that's it. That's a wrap. Yep. That's a wrap. Just <laughs> talking about stuff that I do. Right. <laughs> All righty. Well, have a good All day. Right. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye. All right. See you. Bye. Well, there you have it guys. I learned something. If you or somebody you know wants to get a high school bass fishing club started and have questions, be sure to send me a direct message and I will make sure that your questions get answered. I appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Be sure to go like us on Facebook and Instagram, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. And as always, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platforms, including Apple and iHeartRadio. Make sure you click that subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you feel inclined, feel free to leave us a review. With that being said, who do you want to get to know? Drop us a line and let's get to know them together. Later, Gators.